Welcome to the Direct Response Marketing Magic Podcast. Seth Green is a five-time best-selling author, speaker, and nationally recognized direct response marketing expert who is CEO of one of the fastest-growing direct response marketing firms in the country. To get free access to a download of his new book, Podcast Marketing Magic, and a free live training webinar that will show you how you can use a podcast to attract new customers and referrals like magic, simply register at www.ultimatemarketingmagician.com. On the podcast, Seth brings together some of the most cutting-edge thought leaders in the world to share with you how they grow their businesses and how you can too. And now, here's your host, Seth Green. The best marketing guy is my dad. First, he helps people with with marketing magic. Next, if you need marketing help, he will help you. Finally, if he is a mat marketer, my dad is the best. Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I am interviewing Julie Bouch of kickassbizcoaching.com. That's B-I-Z, kickassbizcoaching.com. Julie helps female entrepreneurs build kick-ass businesses that still fulfill their hearts with happiness and their wallets with money. I am excited to pick your brain today and learn about your incredible story and hope that even if I'm not a woman, I can still have a kick-ass business filled with happiness and money. Thank you so much for joining us. I think that you can. So thank you so much for having me here. It's always really fun to talk to another podcaster. I greatly appreciate it. Let's go back in time a little bit. Where did you grow up? I grew up in the mountains in Southern California. So um, believe it or not, there's a place in Southern California that is over 7,000 feet high, and there were 300 people in town when we moved into it. So little, little tiny place in the mountains of Southern California. Wow. That is absolutely – what was your childhood like then in such a small town? Well, it's really interesting because, first of all, we had a lot of freedom. We were three square miles completely surrounded by national forests. And so, you know, everybody knew everybody's kids, which meant wherever you were, if you did something wrong, somebody would tell your parents before you got home. But it also meant that we had a lot of freedom to roam and to, you know, go to our friend's house and play and be at the lake. We did a lot of fishing. We did a lot of hiking. But um, I did a lot of being sent outside to be outside, and I would put a book down my shirt and sneak out and go around the corner and read. And uh, I don't think my mom knows that. (laughs) We may be letting out a secret here. Hi, Mom. Um, Sorry about that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I was outside reading, which I think was all she cared about. Probably. Uh, What did your parents do for work? Um, my mother was, uh, my mom's really interesting. My mom was a stay-at-home mom for 
a long time. She had five kids. She still has five kids. Um, and then she went to work in real estate, but she really found her dream job when she started dispatching for um, the fire department. Um, and then both my parents volunteered on the, the local volunteer fire department. My dad was a long-distance trucker, so he would be home for one, mo- one week every month. And then he would get his truck and drive tomatoes to New York and drive lobsters back to California. And um, that's how I grew up. So I saw my dad for these really concentrated weeks where he was there all the time, and then he'd be gone again. And And, uh, how did you – oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, and then, you know, my dad was always kind of an entrepreneur because he had his own truck. He didn't work for another company. When he stopped doing that, then he started building houses. And then after that, he um, he did a little deal where he bought and sold antique toys and made a lot of money at that. And um, so that entrepreneurial thing was kind of embedded from the beginning. How did you get started in business? Well, beyond the lemonade stand that every yes. kid has, my very first business was when I was 12 years old, and because our town was a resort community, um, I saw a need. People didn't like to take their garbage home with them, so they would dump it on the side of the road. And one day I got really mad, and at 12 years old, picked up somebody's bag of garbage and dumped it upside down back inside their car. And um, I think somebody in town saw me do it, and I started a business where I got one of the local guys to bring a dumpster down to the, the lake where everybody had to go past it to go home. And I would sit down there on Sunday nights, and for a dollar a bag, I would take people's garbage. And I made a lot of money that summer taking people's garbage. The funny thing is, when I got tired of that business, um, the women's club in town took it over, and it is still in operation today. <laughs> wow. That was my very, very first business experience um and it was fun that is and then how did you get from that to being a kick-ass business coach (laughs) that's a great question um and i will try and shorten it um i went through i spent 20 years in an abusive marriage um i didn't leave because i didn't think i could make enough money to support my four kids and so when i left that marriage um, I really needed to figure out how to how to become healthy again, how to make enough money to survive, how to support my kids. Um, two of them were out of the house by then. And um, I went through a, a series of personal development classes. Out of that was invited to join a company that did personal development around goal achievement and discovered the world of coaching. And um, when I walked into my very first coaching training class, I knew that this was the work I was meant to do and, um, and that I had come home. I really took on this mission of helping women because of that past experience of being in a marriage where I didn't think I had choice because I didn't know that I could make my own money. Um, I really had a belief that I needed to be dependent on my husband's income. And so when I jumped into coaching women, I knew I wanted to help them build businesses that really made them a lot of money because in that, women then have choice 
and we get to sit at the table of decision makers. And I think it's really important that more women be making choices and be making decisions that affect how the world works. And then one day my coach said to me, what do you want for your clients? And I said, I just want them to have really kick-ass businesses. And, uh, and we jumped on that right away. Um, and as my business has evolved, I'm, I'm really in this process right now of rebranding and re-identifying it. I think that's a natural process when you're in business that you go through these evolutions. So the kick-ass evolution was really about how do you, how do you get to six figures? How do you strategize? How do you create marketing calendars? And the next evolution for me is the, the art of feminine marketing. So how do we bring the feminine back into that? which is a much more flowing way of creating a marketing strategy. It's um, much more circular, and it all gets done, and it all gets out there, but it much more honors the feminine spirit and the way that women naturally work rather than women trying to step into a pattern that men have set for them. That is absolutely fascinating, what do you wish you knew when you started that you know now? Oh, I wish when I started that I had, um, <laughs> I wish that I knew what the, uh, what I could do, you know? It's like when I started, the idea of having a six-figure business was so far out of the realm of my thinking that a month that I made $1,500 was just like huge. It just felt like, wow, I finally made it. And um, now I'm looking at my business and and I'm thinking, okay, um, I'm making a choice of how far I want to go. Do I want to, do I want in the future have a seven figure business or do I want to be in a multi six figure business? Because those look different and what you have to have in place to build those is different. I never, could have imagined being in this place back then. Not that I needed to be making this decision back then, but just the the knowledge uh, that I would be in the process of making this decision, I think would have alleviated a lot of stress and a lot of um, worry about my future. Um, Yeah, I mean, what... Uh, as entrepreneurs, I find, and you probably find this yourself and with your clients, that we go through what I call entrepreneurial mood swings. You know, everything's going right. We're getting great results for our clients. Our business is booming. We're on top of the world. And then there are the days when you feel like the world is crashing down, down around you. You don't want to get out of bed. And you want to suck it all and get a real job. So what have been your lowest, what's been your lowest entrepreneurial moment and how did you bounce back? And flip side, what's been your highest entrepreneurial moment? Um, I'm going to start with the second part first. The highest was the first time I ever um, made $7,000 in one month um, because that for me was a real celebration. I'd never, I'd never actually had that kind of money before. And so that I, I still remember that day, and it was four years ago, something like that, that I hit seven in one month was huge. Um, I think the lowest point for me um there there's there've been a couple of low points and 
I've never really thought about chucking it and getting a real job because I've only done that once or twice in my life. I'm a bad employee. But there have been times where I've just felt like I'm not good enough, I'll never get this, I'll never make it. And those usually happen um, around those times where everything else in my life is a little bit chaos. So maybe I'm fighting with my husband that day or um, one of my kids has said something that's upset me and um, my, my emotional equilibrium is off and I just want to go to bed. Now, what keeps me from going to bed and stopping is that I have a mission and I am so clear on my mission. I am so clear on the contract that I have written with my potential clients, with the people that are waiting for me to serve them, that I have to get out of bed. And so on those days, I'm just like, you know what? Um, I'm trying not to cuss on your show. You know what? Forget it. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, we did say kick us. I'm trying not to use the F word here, but the days where you want to say F word, I'm not getting out of bed. I'm not doing it. I think about what my mission is. And I think, you know, I'm not there yet. And there are people waiting for me. And even though I'm having a bad day and I want to kill my husband and I don't want to get out of bed, I have to change my attitude. I have to change my state. I have to go out and serve my people. That's what keeps me going. And one of the first things I work on with my clients is what's their mission because I want them that grounded, that solid, that even when their ego's in the way and their little child is crying and their saboteurs are hopping up, that they're so solidly connected to the essence of their purpose for being here that they get up and take action anyway. And when you tap into that essence, that purpose, your mission, um, the other stuff kind of shifts. It starts to resolve. You see the arguments um, not as life-threatening. You know, we always think we're in a big argument with our spouse and the world's going to crash down. Um, but as things that can be solved and that the mission becomes primary for the day. What has been the best advice you've ever got? Um don't buy into scarcity thinking. Okay. And with all the success you've achieved, what's your biggest challenge now? <laughs> well, today my biggest challenge is team uh, because my lovely VA is leaving me to go do something else. Um, but I think the biggest – I really think that's the biggest challenge right now is I'm at a space where I need to grow my team. and. Um, you know, you just have to stop and think about what buckets you want to put different pieces of work in, um, who I need to bring on board, and bring in on the right people. And, um, and so that's a, a whole other skill set. When you start your business and you're solopreneur, you do it all. And then maybe you bring in a VA or a bookkeeper. Um, and, then, and then it gets to the point in your business where you have to grow your team more. And you need to learn not just to be great at what you do, but also to be a great manager and, and how you do that. And that's the place I'm at right now is how do I manage a team? How do I hire the right people? Where do I find them? Who is an ideal client for you? Yeah, ideal clients are women entrepreneurs who know they're meant to play on a bigger stage, 
they know they're meant to do something big in the world. They don't have to necessarily know what that is, but they just have this gut feeling. And their business isn't growing. They're plateaued. They're doing everything that the marketing gurus tell them they should do, and they're just not having the results. So they're feeling really frustrated. They might be feeling like maybe I should just, like, turn it in and go get a job. But there's something in them that drives them to keep going. And they're ready. They're ready to grow. They're ready to take on their inner demons and reach that next level so they can be of service in the world. What is the first thing you would want them to do to start consuming more from Julie? The first thing they could do is they could actually go, I have a free gift on my my website. And when you download that free gift, you also get to um, get my emails that I send out, which are little nuggets of my story or stories with my clients and tips for growing your business, tips for being more connected to your feminine, divine energy, tips for taking action. It's just um, a lot of fun stuff that we send out every week. Or they can connect with me on um, Facebook. Um, we do have a group called Kick-Ass Biz Builders on Facebook, and they can join that group. All right. Uh, anything else you want to share that I didn't think to ask you? Oh, well, you did a great job. Um, just that, um, you know, I believe that that as women, it's not only our right, but it's our responsibility to step up and build the most powerful world-changing, successful businesses as we possibly can, and that there's enough for everybody. And so let's do it. Awesome. Sounds terrific. This has been Seth Green with Julie Couch at kickassbiz, B-I-Z, coaching.com. Everybody, thank you for listening. We will talk to you next time. Julie, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this special productivity series of the Direct Response Marketing Podcast. I've interviewed hundreds of the most successful entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and CEOs all over the world. And I want to share with you one of the biggest ways I've discovered to triple your productivity that I've learned from these amazing people. Even better, I'll pay you $500 to test drive it. Just go to take the500challenge.com. That's www.takethe500challenge.com to learn more. Thanks so much for listening. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.